of the LWE podcast. This is LWE Lee Collins, and uh, continuing to do some uh, some uh, very very awesome and cool interviews for uh, for the folks that are listening out there, and 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 for myself having great conversations with people that that have uh, meant a lot to me in my life, and people that I have. Uh, you know, been able to stay connected with and, and going to continue that tonight. Got a, a good brother of mine here in the room with me, brother Ellis Belton. We call him BB, Coach B. He's got a lot of nicknames. You probably got more nicknames than natural muscles contour, <laughs> right? I mean, you, got that you, right you wear man. a lot of hats anyway, yeah. so hats, oh, yeah. names, that all kind of flows together, right? That's it, man. That's it. And it's glad to have you with me, man. I appreciate it. Glad to be here with you. I man. know. We've known each other, seems like, forever. Oh, yeah. A good portion of my life, I've known you in some form or fashion. But uh you celebrating the anniversary? Yes. Yesterday. Yesterday? Yes, sir. Two years. Two years. And so everything's going well for you? I have no complaints, man. God is good. Yep. You've been on the journey. Ah, uh, a hellacious and great journey. <laughs> been on a great journey. But, uh... Just to see where you're at now and see what you've been able to do. And, man, just able to come through this last year, especially from a coach's perspective. Yeah, man. I mean, that had to be uh, that had to be something you never expected to go through, right? I really did, man. And then to have to come behind Coach DeBose, great Coach DeBose, and, you know, fulfilling his shoes as a defensive coordinator. It was a challenging and kind of nervous, you know. Yeah. But, you know, we pulled through. I had a successful year, and um, – Grateful for the guys, the coaching staff, and all, man. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, getting involved in the coaching mm -hmm. and, and everything that's come with that. But I want to go all the way back because, you know, you and your family, your brothers have been special to me. And um, I'm going to be talking with Boss here and doing the interview with him this week. But, um, you know, you guys have, um, you know, growing up here in Abbeville, sports has been a big part of y'all's life growing up. How, how was it growing up? You, you, was there anything that jumped out at you right away? Was there one sport that you just couldn't get enough of? Because you guys dipped in everything. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of people don't know my my favorite sport was actually baseball. Really? I was a great baseball player. Oh, I remember. You know, yeah, a lot of people don't know. That's what I actually grew up playing. Mm. And I was just an athlete and started playing basketball and football. But it was actually my first love was baseball. Now, wasn't football kind of on the, the last thing? Yeah, it, yes. was, it, was it was that, the last It was one? the last. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you kind of came into that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, it seemed like if you go back and sit there and think about all the kids that have played over here on these fields I mean, right next to where we're recording from. And, you know. All the memories and the coaches and the players and stuff, man. It's a who's who, man. Hey, one of my great inspiration, one of the guys I, two of the guys I admired the most, man, in coming up with baseball was Coach Bowie and, and Coach Griffin. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where I got a lot of my direct and attitude and, you know, this is how we're going to do it. Perfection, you know, is from those guys. Man. Yeah. And Coach Griffin, he was no nonsense. Yes, sir. He didn't take, yes, he, didn't, he didn't deal much. <laughs> but the thing I loved about it, he treated everybody the same. That's right. That's and, right. And uh, he didn't hold anybody in high regard or anything. And whether you were the best player or the worst player, he treated you the same. He expected, it, he expected the same. He expected yeah. everybody to do. You know, and, you know, I tell I tell guys all the time and coaching in rec league or whatnot, man, you know, even at the high school level, the majority of those guys, you're going to remember your rec league coach. He is the one that's going to make the most impact on right. you, you know. And Coach Griffin most definitely did it for me. Yeah. yeah. And so you guys got a chance to be involved and, and whatnot. And um, was there a lot of – I know this is probably a dumb question, but was there a lot of competition at home? Was there basketball? Was there was, – what, what, what was the competition amongst the brothers? 
It really wasn't because I really dominated wasn't? it. I really dominated you them. You dominated them? Okay. Well, I wanted to get your perspective before I talked to I boss dom- about this. I dominated them in the sports, man. You know, they were all of us was good, but I was actually the dominant one. <laughs> but, I mean, it had to be good, though, because you guys were all active. And, and again, it kind of kind of looking at that, it was – it was a blessing to be involved yes. and be able to stay involved with sports and stuff. And, 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 and to know that here in Abbeville especially, you know, and this is one of the things I've always told a lot of these young guys about how I'm thankful because, um, you know, I can only imagine how things were way back in the day oh, yeah. before me and you came along. And everything just seemed so natural and so flow mm-hmm. and people came together, families came together. We go and I remember going and we get – you know, picking up guys and going whoever needed a ride, whoever needed to go there and everything. And there was never any questions asked. There was never any, uh, what, what, what do I owe you for this? Mm-hmm. Or anything. It was just doing and being part of community. Man. And that's what makes Abbeville special. Hey, you, ex- you got it. You hit it dead on the nail. I can remember Coach DeBose picking us up on the mail truck. Mr. Griffin coming <laughs> to pick us up. I can remember Ryan with carrying all those and Coach Boyd wagging. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, Coach, you know, so that, those were actual things we did. When you go back to talking about me and my brothers competing, we didn't have time to compete because we were always playing around the block with each, yeah. other, with each other. Everybody was playing. I playing softball out in the field, playing basketball right down on Adams Drive up on Wilson Hill. Yeah. So we was always competing with other people so we didn't have time to compete with each other man it was it was always sport after sport we was doing something and you probably and i I think you probably agree with me that that was probably a real key to a lot of success and a lot of the athletics here because the same kids that were competing against each other were actually really building each other up so when they actually came together and became a unit it, it made a big difference because, you know, in 1980, uh, I don't forgot the exact date. When our 1991 state championship team, we actually won a state championship in rec league. That mm. uh, that team, team, the majority of that team won it in rec league up on the co- uh, coach uh, DeBosa. Yeah. You know I mean? A lot of people it's don't. It's dad now. Not the coach yeah. Dad. It's dad. Yeah. A lot of people forget that. You know, this wreck thing, this, this factory we call it, A-Town Factory, is, it's it. been running for a long time. Long time, man. A long and, time. And uh, a lot of the guys that, that you went to school with and grew up with, I mean, again, like you said, you guys are interactive regular. So mm-hmm. if you wasn't doing it on a basketball court, you've seen each other in school and then translated it into team sports it, on there. That's it. Um, what were uh, what you talked about the baseball part. What was it about baseball that really stood out to you? You talked about the impact of the coaches, but um, – it's such a hard sport. Yes. For one. See, my dad played softball all the time. So when we were growing up, we was always right. around the softball field. People out there, the, expo- the the bombers and all those guys used to play it. Yeah. Down in Mount Carmel and uh, over here in Greenwood, over and the ladies used to play the explosives. Used to play at the administration building. So that's all. That was big back when we were young. Yeah. Softball. So everybody was playing. The guys playing the church leagues. So like, so we stayed around the baseball and softball field. It was active all yeah, the time. Yeah, all the time. It was big. It's kind of one of those things that you you really. You know, you really hate that this new generation doesn't get to experience, yeah. you know, because of being around and being around, just being around people. People, people. Because yeah. sometimes the, I mean, people could be so fierce, competitive yeah. nature out there, but man, would give the shirt off your back, you know, to, to help you out and, and do whatever for each other. This day and age has took over, electronics has took over this day and age, oh, man. man. You know, it's rough. They're missing that interaction part. You yeah. Know? The life skills you learn by hanging, just actually hanging out around people and stuff. Yeah. You're talking about the basketball, too, and playing over there in, on, in Wilson Hill and stuff. 
boy, if, if, if there was a video recorder back in the day, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if anybody really truly knows what kind of good basketball took place of it. And when I say good basketball, I'm talking about you called your fouls, but let's be real. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the game might last two hours. <laughs> I remember I remember the first time I went over there and played. This is when I um I tried out for uh for right middle. You were um, shooting that jump shot. Trying, I was trying because I was scared to death, man. I knew I was gonna go down and get destroyed if I did anything other than a jump shot. Um, but it was it was it was cool because it was, you know, there was nobody there that had any ill will for me to just. Matter of fact, it was more of like respect. I was like, okay, you gonna come out here? So like, and and it it became that it's like you know I'm nowhere near as skilled as these other guys, but I love. Just interacting. I love competing, competing, and, and and for what I didn't have athletically, I just love being around the guys because I was in all these guys, yeah. these athletes. I mean, you know, talking about you know growing up with your brother Venture and and Vernon Walton mm-hmm. and some of these guys that that just really, um, just were just out of the world athletic. Yeah. And so uh, just to be friends with them, to compete with them, that's some of the things I remember. Um, back in those old days, back at the old Wright Middle School. I think that's when I first kind of really got interacted with you because I've known you a long time, played baseball. Um, you know, like I said, me and Boss, we have been together through school, but um, got to be on the middle school basketball team. And that middle school basketball team, and that was some good days, man. IJ. Coach <laughs> Coach Ivory Goodwin, man. Yes. What, what What are some of your best <clears throat> best memories from Coach IJ in back in the day in them right middle days? He was just always cool, calm, and collective. <laughs> Had the Jerry Curl That's flow. It. That's it, man. Had that jump, that one, that one piece, almost like a one piece jumpsuit. Adidas, maybe. I That's think it was Adidas. It. Yeah. And that was that was him. That 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 was him all the time. And hated to call timeout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we was gonna go. Gang, get over as quick as possible. We're not calling timeout. We're gonna win or we're gonna lose. We're gonna run them. <laughs> I remember we played um we played uh somewhere, I think it was a uh, uh, was playing at Grey Court. And uh, he was um, him and Miss now Miss Block. This, that's another story itself. <laughs> but Miss Block wanted to call a timeout, and he got so mad because she wanted to call a timeout. And I mean, we just wasn't playing good, and we ended up winning. But um, you talking about the most unlikely duo of coaches? <laughs> I mean, I can't even like I don't even feel like the words could do it justice to describe what that was like because. I knew the Two war, totally different personalities. <laughs> I knew the war stories of, of Miss Block as a teacher. You know, you get through her oh, class, yeah. you did good. But then, like you said, she was intense and she would stay on you. Get after the ball. <laughs> get after the ball. I mean, press, you know, we didn't we didn't play no half court. We'd play press, press and just go. Get after it. And they were so different, but it was just funny, man. It was mm-hmm. just it, it worked. Yep. It was one of those it's things. Like love hate relationships. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And, and just having the guys there, man. Talking about those guys that we play with, you know, um, I had a chance to talk with Leamont and, and and talking with you know a lot about those guys that came up together and stuff. Tanko and yeah. and Mooka and all these guys Neil, like that. Yeah. Neil Dawson. I mean, just crazy, man. How how crazy good athletics yeah. um, these guys were back in the day. What what were some of the things that you remember about those guys playing with those guys early on? Because you guys ended up would play together, like you said. Yeah, see, I was I was a year behind those guys, so you know. I, but I always ended up on seventh. They was on the eighth grade. When they went to the tenth, I was on the ninth grade, and I always started with those guys. Yeah, I always had to compete against Stan, Stan Woodlaw. 
God bless him. Right. You know what I mean? But, you know, he's, he has passed and moved on. But, yeah, I always had to compete with him. I used to have to beat him out for his spot on that. Yeah. You know, but, you know, it was always competitive. But you were around him. You, All you, the time. You kinda, All you, the time. Now, I tell you, you know, I don't think a lot of people give Neil Dawson the credit. He deserved oh, that. Neil Dawson was a, a great athlete. He was probably one of the most dumb, in my eyes, the best athlete on our team. Yeah. You know? He was so smooth. Yes. Very quiet. Yep. And... But I I called him I called him an assassin. I used yeah. to call him silent assassin. assassin. Yeah. Because I mean he was sitting there and um you, he he had that big long tall frame and everything, and the way he played on the basketball court was a lot like what he We're played on football the football mm-hmm. because he played you know DB yep. and wide receiver and whatnot. And I remember talking with Coach Smith about you know even you know times where you know he was almost considered to be a quarterback mm-hmm. at the time. He could run the offense. That's right. And I think he probably did a little bit, but um, but yeah. I, I'll forever sing the praises of Neil mm-hmm. for one of the best yeah. athletes that I ever grew up yeah. not only playing with but just to watch. That's right. And, and see because he was just – he was very unique. But a lot of those guys were. Yeah. Everybody was – you know, I remember big, big Chuck Goodwin. I mean, you know, Chuck – Big freight train. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he'd get out there on the basketball court. Could shoot that jump shot. And could shoot – you thought when he was going to take off, you thought he might have had two left feet. <laughs> but it was just like he was just – he was so agile for a big man yes. and uh, wasn't afraid to be a little, you know, a little finesse on yeah. you too. Uh, he going to slide that old foot with that jump slide shot. Slide the foot with the jump <laughs> shot. But those were good it. old days and man. stuff, man, back in, back in the right middle days. And, it, you know, it's funny because I just think about that school building and uh, it's just so many of these kids will never know, man. Oh, man. They'll it's, never have that experience of, of knowing what it was like back there. From the sock ops and all, Coach Harrison, hey, you name it, Doc. Yeah, sock ops. Yeah. Oh man, and uh, Mr. Jones. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Crawford would be out there. He, he after he get a couple of Marlboros out, and, uh, and then Mr. Jones was there. Uh, baby, 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 baby. <laughs> and uh, oh man, those were the days, man. Those were the days. So, you know, we talked about how baseball kind of was like your first love. Basketball was always going to be there, mm-hmm. kind of for you because you would stay connected with basketball. Yeah, yeah. But then the football. Football came. When did when did that football that really foot, kind of became real for you? Rec league. Rec league probably 10, 11, 11, 12. You know, I started playing football with uh, Leo and all those guys of so the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, Razorbacks. I think it was Razorbacks. Tigers. My bad. I'm going to the We tigers. had all the animals. Yes. Yeah, all the animals. Yeah, Tigers. <laughs> I started playing football with those guys, and that's when I actually started falling in love with, with, with football. Yeah. I was just. Honestly, not just Brown, but I was just blessed with talent. I was very talented, so it was quick. It was I was an easy, quick learner, and I was physical. I was relentless. I had a. I always played with a chip. Well, you, you, a lot of like a lot, a lot of those guys back in the day had the length too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, I I told Liam this when I was talking to him. I said, I said it's not a, it's not an exaggeration. Like, I remember walking through the high school hallways and seeing all you guys and seeing and these guys are larger than life. Hey, but see, uh, you know, a lot of our hair was up that high. Well, that's <laughs> right. That's right. We talked about yeah. Dewan. You know, Dewan oh, always yeah. had the had the fresh top and everything. Yeah, um, but great athlete in himself. But but uh, but it was it was like these guys are like, mm-hmm. you know, you walk through. I remember going over there my freshman year, and I'm like, there's Ty Cowie and there's Leamont and there's yeah. Tanko, and these guys are just giants yeah. among among us little guys. And I was just like, they're big in life and a big, and they really were. They really were big in life, and I think that was part of the reason why there was. That turnaround there. What do you remember about um, that turnaround for the football team? Because 
you know, you come off. We, we have that uh, uh, that winless season. Yes. Coach Botts comes in, right. trying to get the ship right. He it was zero eleven. I was I was on the JV squad when they went zero eleven. Yeah. I can I can actually remember us actually scrimmaging those guys in the zero eleven season and shoot. Well, us being able to hang in there with him and Coach Boss just ripping them a new one. Yeah. You know, the next year, uh, Coach Coach Boss again ended up going, what, 10 and 2? Yeah. 10 and 2. Well, going into our senior year, I don't know whether you want me to keep jumping and going. That's all right. I, 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 going into our senior year, man, we had, we, we had made a commitment with each other that we, we're focused. We're going to get this this year, you know, yeah. and we, we held everybody on the team accountable that year. You know, we had people that slipped up, and we held them accountable. We we actually told the coach on them and made them do things if they wanted to stay on yeah. the team. I, I, we were grounded. Yeah, we were grounded. One vision, one vision on. Let's win our state championship. And it was a perfect blend too. Yes, because whether it was the guys on the line, you know, guys like Tig and, and Mark Horn and That's those it, guys, man. and then you looked at the guys that played, the, you know, Gambell brothers, and then you looked at you like you and Neil and Mooka. Chuck was on that team. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were tight, man. We were really y'all tight. just had yeah, we were just tight. such a good blend. Mm-hmm. It was we very, tight. it was very much business like in a sense mm-hmm. because, um, I think I, nobody ever wanted to go through that that winless season oh, experience yeah. again. I remember even as a kid mm-hmm. hearing people talk about it because you know football has and always will be kind of the king of things here in Asheville, right. and it just the turnaround was so dramatic. You know, just to go from 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 that. And then go to ten and two, and then going into that ninety one season, and thinking about that, um, you talking about that accountability. That was really the key mm-hmm. to kind of go through that season. What were some of the things that you remember most about that that particular team? Because now, look, I know I've had all these discussions with all these guys from different teams, and there's always an argument of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact that this ninety one team has great grounds to stand on to make an argument. Yeah, but I'm a- <laughs> Nine and six is always gonna say about their record on defense, and they didn't lose the game. That's that's what they're gonna always say. And I always tell them they didn't play Rafe's Cro- Rufus Rafe's Crawford that year. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't play that kid. You yeah. know, but that that team as a whole, man, I'm just telling you. You know, if you, if you look at personnel to personnel, athlete to athlete, mm-hmm. you compare them to anybody. Right. You know, what I mean, you you compare, and I'll keep me out of the scenario. You just go from Monolito to Neil Dawson to Leo Mont to those got the Tanko and those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, then come back down the ladder to us, uh, Tony Terry. You know, man, we oh, were man. we were Tony gifted, Terry. man. Yeah. We were gifted. We're gifted athletes. Now they had great athletes, but you go from athlete to athlete. Now let's see how you pan it was, out. It was now they're gonna go to the line on Big Deco and all those guys. But yeah. We, we had some cats over horn and all them boys don't mean sticking in that what you too. Well, and all the team, I think all the teams at the end of the day, every every team was the same but different. Every team had great athletes. Yeah. Every team had a great chemistry. That's why they made that's it right. as far that's as right, they man. did. But the unique, like you said, you know, man on man, personnel on personnel. I mean, you put some of these things together. I mean, when me and Benji were talking about, we were just messing around doing this little fantasy draft just from the kids in these last ten years. That's right. I mean. Jeez, I mean, you sit there and mess around, look at it, it's like, because, oh, my gosh. Because, you know, if you want to keep going now, you start comparing the defense last year with anybody. Right, <laughs> right, because of how they attack. How they attack, man. And it was very similar to um, a lot of what uh, those defenses back in the Coach Barry Jacks um, kind of forgotten Dang. in the mix of, of how good a coach he was defensively. Oh. But uh, very funny guy, but he was he was business. Yeah, and, all business. And he uh, – he demanded. Nah. He demanded the uh, the best out of everybody. 
Now, you know, we're talking about great teams, and I don't want to keep jumping around, but once you start talking about this year, last year, and all that, those linebackers last year were part of the best group of linebackers I've ever seen, buddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, uh, were, they, were, they were unique in a sense. Yeah. And, and and they fit in the scheme. They fit in the scheme, mm-hmm. and I think I had a lot to do with it yeah. too. Mm-hmm. The, the scheme benefited the personnel. That's right. There you go. Um, and again, you know, talking about those guys back in the day, you know, um, you know, the two way player, it, it's still a it's still a big thing. It's a big thing, bigger thing for a lot of the smaller schools, obviously. Right. And we still have that here a little bit too. But I think it's one of the things that's helped us is to be able to create that depth. But back in that time, yeah. though, I mean, you were asked to do everything, everything, and we were expected to be able yeah. to do everything. Yeah, I played on both sides of the ball, wide receiver and uh, DB. But you know, you're exactly right, man. And you know, I was, I was totally against the two uh, one way. I felt like two your best athletes should always be on the field. Yeah. Coach Nix has made him believe out of me. You know, yeah. when he first implemented that, and he got it from Coach Botts. You know, I can remember having a conversation with him when I was still coaching at Reg League, and he and I asked him that question or whatnot, mm-hmm. and I was told him, man, I'll keep my best player. I'm a Reg League coach talking to a high school, right? And I'm telling him, you know, I I just believe in keeping your best player on the field. Yeah. And he just started telling me, but we have proven that, you know, when it gets down to the fourth quarter, we're much fresher than our other teams. Right. And he's he's made a believe out of me on that. Well, and again, in a, in a style of what we do. Too. That's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's it's a it's a little bit different beast when you look at these teams that are very heavy in the run. And That's right. The run is the is the is the a option to set up other things. I, you know, and, and and even with the wishbone, I mean, to this day, I mean, kid comes up, you don't know how to run the wishbone, <laughs> you're not gonna play because that is the core. That's, that's the that's it. That's what we started. Man. That's the foundation mm-hmm. of, of of what we do. It's like crawling before you walk. But it's it's it was an offense that was, you know, everybody in every college team at one time was running it and you know, the option and everything, mm-hmm. but it just kind of evolved a little bit. Um, but just one last thing, kind of talking about that that, that year in the 91 team. Um, a lot of people talk about um, that season and talk about that Chisney game. What what were some of the things that you remember? Because I always like to ask guys that played that year, what were the things? They remember? I remember what it was for me as a fan. 91. Being in the crowd. I, I can remember us in the locker room trying to come out of the locker room. We couldn't even see the field. We had to get escorted on the field. There were so many people there. Yeah. You know, and they said, God almighty. And we were jacked. I mean, we were jacked for that game, man. We come up and they said, who's Abbeville? That's the only thing you see. Who's, who's Abbeville? We started off, man, I can remember the, the first play. might have been DeWan or KK made the second play. Guy threw it out in the flats. And I nail him. I stand up over him. And that coach, man, he loved to show that feeling when I stand up over the guy. Yeah. Toned him or whatnot, man. Hey, it was it was Jack that entire game. That was just it. Really was the state championship, and we knew it. We knew it going in. We knew whoever won that game was going to win the state championship because Swanson was young. Yeah, Swanson went back after we beat him for the state championship. They went back one with the next two or three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we we knew it. We set them on the pace. That's right. Mm -hmm. But that game that it was the first time I I remember as a young young kid going to the games. Feeling like you were part of something different. Yeah, it was a different kind of atmosphere because the crowds had kind of been, they you know ninety ninety had happened and the crowds kind of got mm-hmm. replugged in and everybody's like okay yeah. we're doing something here and then ninety one it really exploded but I remember that game man the crowd was it was it was, it was unbelievable crazy, it was crazy it was it was you know we've had those Lincoln games since then when we brought Lincoln in yeah, yeah. but that game right even that, the games of Saluda yeah, there's been so that's, many that's games. right it, that by far that was one of the biggest games until that point that I was a part of. 
Yeah. You know, man, you know, frozen from the last three seconds when I can remember tanking them on the sideline because I wasn't on the offense at that time. Neil yeah. was in that wide receiver. So you had, a, you had a unique perspective. Yes, begging just to get in the game to block. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I'm sitting right there with those guys, man. I can remember when Leo fumbled and, and Ken picked it up. Not Ken, Marcus picked the ball up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, man, and how quick that turned or how quick it was always gone. And it turned back over. We got another shot. You right. Because you can like, feel sigh. Ooh. That, that breath just mm-hmm. come out of that stadium. Yeah. And then and then it happened. And, and, and just an unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable feeling yeah. to win that. I can remember when Ken uh, knocked my man and he was walking to our sideline. Pee Wee Humphreys. Pee Wee Humphreys, yeah. Humphreys didn't even know where he was at, man. Yeah, it was, you know. He came out with a lot of hype and uh, and, and whatnot, but I remember that. I'll, uh-huh. that's, I'll forever be in one of my top five biggest defensive hits, hits. I've ever seen at a high school level. And I don't. Um, you know, it was just it was unique back then. You probably couldn't do it now. <laughs> <laughs> nah. You probably get a flag in yeah, some form of fashion. You got that right, man. It looked dirty, yeah. so it was like, yeah. hey. But it was it was just he nailed him, man. He 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 absolutely nailed him. And Ken was one of those guys to just like just rip your lights out. He, but like him and Marcus, they were so you're talking about natural athletes, man. Yes. Those jokers, man. They they were unbelievable. I played baseball with them uh, and whatnot, and and but. But Ken's one of the best. He's one of the most underrated football players. That's right. You got I was on both sides you, you of the ball because he was a good fullback too. Yeah. He, you talking about? You know, you have the option of him and Tanko as your as mm-hmm. your dozers to kind of help kind of clean that way and, a little and, bit. And I was actually really close with those guys. I used to go to their house, hang out with them, and everything. Yeah. So that just show you how different we was back then. We were all of us was tight. Now, really? now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you go on after that. Um, you know, you had a you had a really good senior year. I thought I yes. remember that senior year, even though yes. uh, we didn't get back to where we wanted to be. But I remember, man, you made a lot of big plays. Yeah. I called a lot of big plays on the radio uh, from from game from just plays you made offensively, and special and teams, defense, defensively. Yeah. I mean, you was everywhere. A lot of people that year they played me and all. Probably about three. They played running ball. They played me quarterback, wide receiver. You know, during the beginning of the year, trying to see where is it, where is he going to help us at the most. You know. Well, and but the, there was a big talent. I mean, the talent gap kind of mm-hmm. took a hit. It did because when that senior class left, that was a big, yep. a big gap. So, like you said, getting the best players out there on the field to do, yeah. and uh, you definitely contributed in a big way. I almost played like every snap that my my senior year on both both sides of the ball, offense and defense, because yeah. I ended up with that season over five hundred yards receiving. I often had to show the guys that man and, it, and led the team. That was tackles. different. <laughs> yeah, it was different. Because you, you just didn't throw the ball much. And if you did, I mean, it was like it was either all or nothing. That's right. You know, we didn't have a lot of design like we've kind of been able to work in That's now. That's um, So tell, tell, walk me through, you know, and we talked about the journey and everything. After high school, um, you played all these sports. You, you've had all that success on the field. But talk to me a little bit about the journey after high school and, and beyond and, and kind of what – What's your life kind of saw from that? Because a lot of people, everybody has a story, and everybody's stories are different. But um, for you, in particular man, the journey was not a normal journey no. from that point because the first, to get to where you are now, I am the first to make the journey I made. You know, uh, you know, I started off coaching in rec league. I coached in rec league. I want to say from I started in rec league in two thousand. Mm-hmm. In two thousand, well, believe it or not, conversation in two thousand eight is when I actually started. Um, you know. 2008 is actually when I came into the system. And I'm here right now because of Coach Jax, Coach Barry Jax. 
Coach Barry Jackson, uh, a kid's father was, I guess, hanging out. They knew each other, and he was talking about how good of a job I do in the rec program. Yeah. Coach Jackson reached out to me to, you know, at that time, I think. See, Coach Jackson's very smart, good coach, but even great guy, a better yeah. guy. You know, I think he foreseen a shift, and he he figured he needed someone like me in the in the school system to help out with the programs because he see which he saw which way it was going before he even got here. Where's that now? Yeah, you know, and he asked me to come to the uh, high uh, to the middle school and start coaching. Yeah, and that is how I ended up at the middle school coaching. You know, I continued to coach at the rec league. You know, for uh, several years until uh, Coach DeBose actually four five years ago, 2016, hmm. 2016 actually. Uh, asked me to come to the high school and start coaching in the high school. When I coached one year up under Coach Mifford, and then I went to the head coach of JV, stayed with uh, your brother, me and your brother, in which I always say I ain't the head coach, you the head coach, you handle everything. <laughs> I didn't like the spotlight, so, you know, you go ahead on to do all of that. Just let me do what it, I do. It is, it's a, it is a hard, it is a unique thing because really with JV, it's just, you know, you, you're kind of like the babysitters. You, yeah. know, you really are. That's right. You're trying to keep things going in a certain way yeah. but because you had had that success in the rec league mm-hmm. and been around all these kids it was just kind of like you follow them all follow the way them. up through to that point right the, the guy said the guy that coming through that right now i've, co- I've co- actually coached him the entire life i was seeing classes that has left i've coached every last one of them guys the entire life right. you know from, from rec thomas Buford was like quarterback for your yeah so he actually he actually played more with my brother and his and his dad See, uh-huh. he was one of the groups I actually missed because I always stayed in my same age group. So if they started before me, then I never got to coach them. And I would always roll back down. Yeah. Once I get with my group on 11 and 12, I would roll back into the 8 9 and go work my way back up. So I actually missed them because I allowed okay. his, my brother and Will to stay with the kids. They were going up the ladder with. Mm-hmm. You know, I just kept going up to the top, roll back down. Yeah. Go back to the top, roll back around. So, so that's how I was getting a lot So you were keeping yourself, really, really you kind of keeping yourself fresh. Yes. I was keeping myself fresh. And I was making sure that I was grooming everybody to come yeah. through, and I was catching them young. That's I was a big advocate catching them young and let them know what, what the expectations from the start with. Because you can groom at seven and eight, nine and ten, eleven, twelve. It's easy when you get on up. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. really, eleven and twelve is kind of like I mean that's basically an extension yeah. of middle school. Yeah. The, the middle school ball but, a little but, bit, but, but it's. I was kind of cocky in the in in reg league. I didn't I didn't because the guys you were you were coaching against your former teammates yeah. and you, and the guys you grew up with. Me and so Tanko used to have great. You vibes. and Tanko had a, had a great great chemistry. Yeah, going at each other and yes. stuff. Those and were I the good that, days. <laughs> but I think the, I think the kids benefited from that. They did. They did because they they they, they saw how much y'all knew each other. We we would bout it out regular season. We'd go at it. Then after that, whoever won the championship, then we all together and they seeing us. We know. Love it, Dabby. I'm an offensive man. Tank on coaching the defense, right. you know. But during in between those white lines, it wasn't a strictly business. That <laughs> hey, I'm coming to get you, Tank. I'm ready, buddy. <laughs> but again, I just think about that man, and just knowing that these guys that have come up, you know, even though they may not know a lot of names, they they knew you guys, mm-hmm. and you guys were able to impart with them what you got from Coach Potts and Coach Jacks. And Coach Smith, and that you were able to carry that through, and um, to you, me, to what me, were some of those things that stood out to you about that? To, to me, it was even bigger than that because you know, not going into, but I just came from a single parent home, and just you know, yeah. the, the impact that really, Mr. Griffin, 
Asa Griffin had the biggest impact in my life, mm-hmm. hands down. And just what he did with me as a youth. Mm-hmm. And that is the reason why I wanted to get back into youth. He he was had the biggest impact in my entire life, yeah. Mr. Asa Griffin. Yeah. You know, and that that is just passionate for me. That knowing that if you just had somebody to push you when you need to be pushed, where you could possibly be at, you know, and that's that was my entire reason for giving back to the youth, and that's yeah. why I enjoy the youth so bad. Uh, I'm he was, passionate about it. Well, he was he was a he was a set man. So for him to do it as long as he did, did it. Mm-hmm. and to do it as well as he did, and to do it as passionately as he did, and I remember playing for him, and um, you know, it just. One of a kind, yes. one of a kind, I mean. and uh, not too many going to be around like him. Yeah, man. <laughs> and it wasn't always good. You know, I was a knucklehead. I can remember me and Montel High School coming out of Iowa. That rascal put us off the bus, told us to walk, put us out the van, told us to walk, you yeah. know, because we'd been knuckleheads, you know, but, you know, it was tough love with him. Yeah. It was, it was, and I, he didn't cut no corners with us. He'll chew our butts out, you know, he'll, he'll lay hands on us if he needed to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the thing, too, is you talk about that, just um, having that driving force. Just mm-hmm. having that voice yeah. and how big that is. And yes, man. You really don't realize how big it is until later mm-hmm. on. You, you can, you especially can if you don't grow up with it. You know? Yes, you can. You can. You can actually miss opportunities because you you're not listening. Yeah. You know. So when you were coaching and going through that, um, obviously you got a chance to see a lot of these guys that we've had a chance to to see the last couple of years. Were there any of those guys? I mean, I'm sure there was plenty of them, but obviously some of those guys really. You when you saw them, you're like, man. I just can't wait to see them on what they're going to do on the big stage. Yeah. You know, I don't like to sing out one particular sure. person, but, you know, I, 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 it's a lot of talent that actually missed the boat because they're not listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, I hear, I often hear a lot of people talking about we should have more people to do this and more people to do that. The thing is, we need more people to help do what we're doing. Right. You know, and that's not coaching them on the football. That's coaching them doing life. Right. Coaching them in the classroom, you know. And I'm not talking about the teachers. I'm talking about the ones that's bragging on them outside of the field. They need to be the ones that's push, pushing them to do what they need to do in the classroom. So, right. You know, that's, you know, that's the biggest thing. We can we can, we can, can t- lead you to the water, but you got to want to drink yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing, too, and it's been so encouraging for me is to see a lot of these guys these last few years be able to kind that's of right. take that step. Taking advantage of it. And, and – and, you know, with a lot of realistic understanding. That's right. You know, the percentage of success, the percentage mm-hmm. of getting here, and the percentage of getting there, and and all of that, yeah. and, and and there is one thing, but it's what the tool. It can be a tool for you in other ways. That's it. Yeah. Take that platform, and how does it help you as a man? How does yeah. it help you to be a better husband and a father there one you day? Go. And I think those are the things there that that a lot of these guys need to see, and, and need to see. I mean, you know, um, I always say, you know, my dad. He left a ter- terribly big shadow that I still don't feel like I'm getting all the way out from under. But mm-hmm. I, because he had that shadow, I know what I, I'm yeah, capable of. That's right. And I know I can always do more, mm-hmm. and I always can be more. Not only as a husband, but as a as a father. But um, but obviously these guys and a lot of these kids coming together, and again seeing these kids come together from different parts of the community, different yeah. parts of the area. Yeah. And becoming a brotherhood, and and to see that for a lot of those things, those kids carry that all the way through. Oh, even do, with this group we talked about this past year, you know, I was just talking to some guys the other day, had an actual actual conversation, which I'm actually meeting with some guys tomorrow, and it's about the community. And me personally, I just feels like, you know, people may disagree, but just football as a whole holds our community together. It does. You know what I mean? You know, a lot of the other sports, they're like. 
this race might not play that sport. Or right. That race might not play the sport. You know yeah. what I mean? But football, football is what makes us this community great. Right. This, this town great. That's what combine this. That's what builds us. I think you yeah. know, and that, that is one thing. I'm. I don't think we need. We must always. And it starts where in rec league. Yeah. It starts in the rec league. You know, I got a couple of issues going on there that I'm actually trying to hash out. You sure. know what I mean? You know, for us and. Making sure our rec leads stay stable and strong. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's so important. It's, it's so important, important for them. It's, it's bigger than I. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's not just for the sense of of trying to say, okay, well, this kid and this team is going to be that team later on. It's just keeping these kids something positive, positive. in their life, mm-hmm. something that is giving them reinforcement. And my favorite word, accountability. That's it. Because you can never have enough accountability. Yeah. I don't care what you do in mm-hmm. life. You know, you can – you can be, uh, you can get accountability from someone younger. You you can get accountability from someone older than you, but you can never have enough accountability. And I think that's one of the things that I've appreciated. You know, with guys like Coach Smith and and and, and Tony, and you know, talk about you and Tanko, and just you know, you know, these guys know. You know, if they see you or they hear about you, they're going. That's it. We're gonna pull a chain. They're going. They're going. They're going to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, so, talk to me a little bit about from a coach's perspective. You talk about the impact and the influence you've had from other people, but was there anything about it that you wanted to make you? What, yeah. as far as a stamp for for what for Ellis Belton is as a coach? Because again, you 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 going from one age to another age, you kind of rotate like a little carousel. So you're trying to touch all everybody here a little bit. Oh yeah. So what what have been what has been for you as a coaching perspective that you you that think is you? For me, it was always as much as I love football, as much as I love basketball, as much as I love coaching. Mm-hmm. I love you more than I love the game, mm-hmm. and I need you to love yourself. Right, you know what I mean. You loving yourself by doing all those things you just talked about, being yeah. accountable. Right, you know what I mean. Being a great husband, being a great father, being being great, being productive in society. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's my role. I always did all my my kids. If you can dag on, give me all you got for this 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 game of football, this game of basketball, for loving the Lord and loving life should be easy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. You know, and that's that's I'm I'm passionate. I'm gonna push you hard. I'm gonna push you to the limit, but. It, by the same token, that's what life gonna do to you. You can't crack with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't break. You know, time's gonna get hard. My favorite saying is you're gonna fall down, you need to get your butt back up. Right. You know what I mean? And how many times you fall down, how many times you get your butt back up? Right. And you and you gotta press on. That's and you, it. And you gotta be able to learn. That's it. And I think that's the thing too with this generation is 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 teaching them how to learn. Mm-hmm. Um and you know what? Don't surround yourself with nothing but yes people. Yeah, there you go. You gotta you gotta have a few <laughs> no people in your life too because you know you know that kind of accountability is 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 the ones I think sometimes that we're missing. You know, I, I tell them dare to be different. Right, dare to be different. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, so you get the opportunity here. Um, you talked about you, you get to come up, you get to be a part of the high school program, and and you're right here in the midst of this yeah. kind of renaissance <laughs> kind of thing. You know, and and seeing. Um, I throw this question at you just 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 as a talking point because it's it's always sometimes it's cool to think about you know what might have been or what could have been maybe but I think about the offense and the things that we do now as a football team and I'm thinking man boy if that group of guys had a little bit of that what could it have been like man what could it have been like with those group of guys you know in 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 the sense of because we had to evolve. I think the only way that 
as Abbeville as a football program was going to be able to stay relevant, stay competitive, and stay at the top was you're going to have to evolve. And that it started with the passing game. And, and I think Coach Temple gets a lot of credit for that because when he came back over, wow. he kind of brought a little bit of that, that flavor to the offense with Coach Smith, and then mm-hmm. it just gelled. And, you know, you, you got to have that mixture, old school, new school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, Coach Smith being who he was – any any coach would not have did what Coach Smith did. Right. You know what I mean? From, coming from the old school. It's kind of hard to adapt to what the new school bring, but he saw that it was beneficial to what we was trying to do and the athletes that we had, you yeah. know. And it has it has worked out tremendous for us, you know. Yeah. Uh, you talk about thinking about if we had that back then, I don't think I said it's scary. <laughs> oh, man. Just scary, just, man. Just initial thoughts, but then just thinking of, of teams and athletes and – and stuff like that, and just you know, all the all the potential. But again, we're not where we are now. Right. If it wasn't for those guys right. that kind of laid That's that foundation, mouth. right? Because I'm I'm still I'm still of the old school mindset. Listen, when I see, if I see us get out there and line up in two tight ends and a wishbone, I still get goosebumps. Hey, I tell you what, <laughs> you, you you asked your brother when I was calling players on uh, JV. <laughs> If they stop it, we can't move that ball. We're finna smash Going to bone. Yes, sir. Going All to the bone. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, man, and, is it still it's still worse. It's and, hat uh, on hat. Coach Nick's the same way. Yeah. He be wanting to see that ball. <laughs> yeah, he wants to see it. Um but it's just a it's just a it's been cool to see that evolution. I wanna talk about this year. Coach DeBose gets a great opportunity, gets nice. to go over and, and, and kind of Ignite something in a, in, a, in a culture in a program in Emerald, which honestly needed some kind of mm-hmm. ignition in it because there's too many good athletes that come through over there to right. not be able to succeed more. Um, so he takes that opportunity, goes. So you get the opportunity to kind of to step up to be uh, be the defensive guy with Coach Nick. Um, first and foremost, what was that uh, feeling like initially, and then what was the rally of? Because oh, by the way, we got a pandemic. So now everything that you knew, we got to do something a little bit different now. <laughs> well, first and foremost, we were sitting in the office, me, Coach Nix, and Coach DeBose, when he actually told me about it. Mm. My heart dropped. Boom. <laughs> All right. Second thing was when Coach Nix came to me and said, listen, I need you to go to the defensive side. And if you've been following me, you already know that Coach Beebe hadn't been on the defensive side in years. Wow. <laughs> I was being primed up to be on the, say, on the offensive side. So yeah. now – it's a game changer. But being who I am and, you know, me admiring Coach Nix the way I admire Coach Nix, listen, I'll do whatever you need me to do. Yeah. But I'll be saying that now, <laughs> L-double-E. Yeah. I got to go to the drawing board. <laughs> and you gotta, and you, now you have to go back and kind of. But it was it was fun, though. It, it was fun because now I had to retrain my mind mm-hmm. and how I think. Because you still got the offense there. Yes. yes. You know it. You see it. Yes. And you, you can say – you know, you can nah. still do that, but but it is a new challenge. It's it's, it's a and I did not respect defensive start until last year. Yeah, you know, I I'm an offensive guru, guru, and I just look. I love offense. You know, yeah. I love making you stop me, stop yeah. me if you can. Right. So, but during the pandemic, during the off season, me and Coach Nix, you know, he was strategizing. And he we kind of changed up a lot of stuff. We changed up. If, right. if you watched our defense, we went to different defenses and different schemes. Yeah. So we were learning together yeah. on a lot of different things. So that's what made it fun. But it was just going into the drawing room, man, trying to just scheme and watching film after film. It was 
long nights. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you that right now. It, it was it was long, man. But you know, the biggest the biggest advantage I did have once again was the kids I was coaching yeah. were my kids. Right. It was kids I've coached their entire life, and the pandemic actually helped us because of how we had to practice. We had to practice in pods. So I had my eight group, and those are the eight guys. I'm a coach the entire year. Right. So I was coaching them, just me and them, for right. two, three months. It was just me and them. Yeah. So think about what that do to relationships. Super intentional now, Ooh, right? Yes. So the pand- I think the pandemic helped helped me more than anybody, anything on sure. our defensive squad, man. Because you didn't have all the I didn't have the noise. You, you could focus in on those yes. things that, That's it. that they had kind of do. Um, and build a relationship even stronger. So, was there anything he talked about? You know, we 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 changed a little bit of the scheme and, and the design and what we do to kind of benefit the personnel that we right. had because right. we went from having this massive DL, mm-hmm. not speed. so much side, but we 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 benefited the speed. So, speed and line. What were some of the things that you had to kind of tweak a little bit to kind of see from these guys? Because again, you know, you had you lost a really talented, really good leadership senior group, but you had a still group that. Now they're hungry now. Yeah. Now they get it. And, you know, you, you you have said the word several times. When we got, even when we was in our pause, when we actually came together, we talked about accountability every day. Yeah. Accountability. Look, seniors being seniors, being leaders. You right. know, that that team last year actually did a great job, tremendous job at accountability and leadership, man, especially for our younger guys. Now we see our younger guys doing the exact same thing this year because they seen great leaders in front of them last year. Right. But that was the biggest thing. You know, we had, man, I, I got to tell you, Cruz, Luke, uh, Ty Kate, which is young, you know, we sending blitzes from every which way. You don't know where they're coming from yeah. because now it ain't our line. It's our daggone our, our linebackers, right. our, our inside-outside linebackers, you know. Yeah. And then especially when you got, like, uh, Zay on one corner, you had Vance on the other corner, you had DT standing 6'3", six, 6'4", six, at the safety, you had Jeremiah with all the wits, and congratulations to him, just got to, yeah. you know. We we were solid, man. Yeah. We we were solid, and we trusted one another. You know? Well, and and, and again, when we and I tell people all the time, I said we we literally run a gauntlet when you look at the teams we play because we never play the same offense twice. No, we 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 may play some similar similar mm-hmm. uh, formation stuff, but as far as schemes and mindsets, it's something different every week, yeah. and and so that obviously keeps opportunity to stay fresh too. That's right. You know, because you don't become lulled into like, oh, I just okay, here comes another wing T team or here comes another I formation team and stuff like that. See, a, a lot of people, you know, if if you're not on the sideline, if you you know, if you're a fan just up in the stands, you don't know how great Coach Nicks really is. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people just say he might get all the glory. He'll see people around him and think that, you know, assistant coach but Coach Nicks is a defensive guru. He he know it doc. You yeah. know what I mean? He's he can scheme with the best of them, if yeah. not the best, you know. And he's not afraid to mix it up and maybe you see somebody out thinking, He's out there on yes. defense side. Oh, yeah. There's a reason. Oh yeah. There's something oh, yeah. about that that he plugs into that part. That makes a big difference. He he he's always one step ahead. Yeah, I tell you that right now. He's always one step ahead. And you know, I I've seen him when a lot of people might not give a certain kid a chance, that he'll give that kid a chance. And before you know it, he's doing it. You know, he, his thing is is to teach him to be what they need to be. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. As long as you where you're supposed to be, you don't have to be the best athlete on the field. Yeah. Just do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> well, you talk about. You know, obviously it had to be a sweet feeling last year. I mean, obviously probably the toughest part 
toward the end of the season was just that weight because you come off the big win against Gray, which was a phenomenal game, phenomenal atmosphere, and now you have to sit and you have to wait. Yeah. That had to be a little bit tough yeah. from a mental standpoint yeah. because you could tell even in the state game there was a lot of rust. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a chance to really practice any, but there was some rust on some stuff we did too, and we were just able to make more plays defensively on them. I would be the same. We were scared we were going to play. We were scared they're going to yeah, – especially when we got the news that's saying that, you know, it can actually end on a tie. And a coach championship. And a coach championship. Oh, man. You know? just, that, was, that was the craziest part. I wanted to, like, uh, bang my head uh, to the wall. Who made that decision? Oh, man. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, we sitting there like, really? But, I, really I, but I, I said I said then and I'll say then, I will always have mad respect for, for Marion because they could they, have. They could have did it. They could have done it. I, and much respect to them mm-hmm. and – um, and a lot of respect to them being able to overcome that to get there and go down there and participate and make it tough on us in some ways too. But we, you could tell it was both teams. It was just – it just didn't have the rusty. flow. Yeah, it was just – everybody was rusty with the weight. But, you know, Coach – like once again, like Coach Nix did a great job with us all year finding us a game to play. We we didn't miss a week. We was playing every week right. until the state championship game. You know, so we stayed fresh, man. You know, it was big for us to go out and play – Christ Church, man. Christ School. I mean, Christ School. Who in the world? Well, I remember in that game particularly. That was a unique challenge. Yes. Because now you got these guys. Some of these guys are D1 committed guys. Ones. I mean, tied in, I think, was going to Virginia yeah. Tech. And, and and Ace is out there. Uh-huh. Lomax is out there on, a, on an island with him having a battle. Only made things better, right? Uh, Just oh, yeah, made man. things so much better. You know, what coach do you know would accept a challenge like that? Right. <laughs> Play anybody anywhere. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> and, I, and that's what I told a lot of people, you know. So, well, why don't Avi play this people? I said, why don't they play us? Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. Why don't you go ask That's them? a question. I said, because we, to my knowledge, we ain't never been afraid to play anybody, anywhere. And that has showed. And we're going to see that a little bit this year. That's and right. Jamboree we're going to be a part of. And talking about these guys this year. Now, obviously, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a different kind of mindset. You go from being the hunter now you back to being a hunted, which we've been there, done that. But but what's been kind of the message to these guys this year as you guys gear up for the new season? Stay humble. Yeah. Stay humble stay hungry. You know what I mean? Don't be satisfied. Don't be satisfied. Yeah. You, you, you write your own book. Yeah. Senior class wrote their book. Every senior class got to write their own chapter. You know what I mean? You you write your chapter of this book, you know? Yeah. And then that that's the biggest thing right there. You know, stay humble, stay hungry. Yeah. Let's get after it, man. And getting a chance to, to have some of those guys back, as you said, that leadership, yeah. that's going to be something that's going to be looked you know, upon. And the second there, we returned everyone. You know, we returned everyone. From the second there, we just lost Zay to the offensive side. Yeah. You know, we had a new kid to come in out from, from Greenwood, uh, Kendall, helped us tremendous on that on the defensive side. But you plug Jeremiah in right there, where, uh, right in Zay's spot. I mean, not Jeremiah, you, pay, you plug in Jacoby and, Jeremiah, and uh, Zay's spot. And yeah. We, we, that's a, the whole back end is back. You get Ty K back on the linebacker stand. You have one or two of your DB D linemen back. So you know we fill in one or two here. Yeah. Uh, work on our offensive scheme, and you know we right back in the mix, man. And got a really talented freshman class of yes. guys with an unbelievable amount of potential. Yes, coming up that can really make a big impact mm-hmm. too. Got a feeling we're gonna be hearing about some of those guys this year. See, um, that, that's what I keep telling you. It yeah. all comes from that rec league, man. Yeah. You keep that rec league solid, they're going to keep coming. Right, and that's the big thing, too. Um, got a few minutes left here I want to talk to you. I would be crazy and, and remorseful in not talking about um, 2015 and talking about being a part of 
being on the court for a state championship in basketball because you and I grew up, played basketball together. We've been basketball. I've always loved. I I remember, and you this will show my age too. And you can remember, but I remember what it felt like back in the day when you went into an Abbeville Saluda basketball game, when you went into an Abbeville Mid Carolina game, when you went into Abbeville '96, when you went into Abbeville, all these places, and. Basketball was one of those things that I thought, man, I don't know if we'll ever be able to get to that point. We had some great players, had some great individuals. But what was it about that year that really just makes you smile? Because that team, you know, being led by Joseph Ventre, your nephew, obviously that was special too. But but those guys played, Taekwondo, those guys were such a great tight-knit group. That had to be special for you. Guess what? Guess what? A lot of people don't know about that, and this, this is what you probably know about that. That team right there is our first year we started our travel ball basketball team in Abbeville. Oh, okay. Don't let Joe play in and out with us. He, he played a lot of time down yeah. in Augusta and on his travel ball team, but he played one or two years with us. That is that was actually our first travel ball team. Me and my brother started Lakeland Stars in Abbeville. Okay. You know what I mean? So those guys have a lot of chemistry together. Yeah. Going into that year, I can remember sitting on the court with Coach. I said, man, we can do it. Because in basketball, for some reason, we win so much in football, nobody can wrap their mindset is that we can do it. Yeah. Well, as the season kept going on, progressing or whatnot, the guys started believing. Mm-hmm. They started believing that they, they can that we can actually do it. Yeah. Now the big turning point was when we knocked off Keenan up in uh, the Bilo Center. Yeah. That's when it hit. You know what I mean? We went in the locker room and because they were a basketball factory. Yes. Yes. It was just all right. We're here, but we we got to play Keenan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when we, when we got when we got to uh, the Bilo Center, had a rocky. I mean, they had. We was terrible the first half. I mm-hmm. mean, terrible. Foul of missing free throws. We couldn't throw nothing in the ocean. Yeah. But we, and Kena had gave us their best shot. Well, we went down, but a couple points. And, right. and, I'm, and I'm telling them in the locker room, man, Coach Belcher telling the locker room, listen, they done gave us their best shot. Yeah. You know, man, we withstanding that, you know. And from then on, but I'll tell you when I really felt like we could can, we can, we can win it. The year before that, mm-hmm. you remember, Ventre went out. Right. Ventre went out at the beginning of football season. Mm-hmm. Ventre came back. We played Saluda earlier that year, and mm-hmm. Saluda beat us. Mm-hmm. Ventre came back right before we played Saluda, and we saw it then. Yeah. That motor, getting the rebound, pushing that fast break. Yeah. Uh oh. He was a Dennis Rodman. I'm saying <laughs> that that team remind me of a lot of role players. Yeah. Joseph was your uh your Michael Jordan. Yeah. Ventre was your uh. Your Dennis Rodman, yeah. Ty Quan's one of your role players. Jamie, uh, Jamie Gray could be your Hodges or somebody. Up, Paxson, T- whatever. TJ. TJ, your point guard. But the thing about it, everybody can handle the rock. Everybody that can handle the rock. Thing. Especially when your center can get it off the rim and push a fast break. And anytime it comes off, it can, can be go, trapped. We can go anywhere. We yeah. can go anywhere, man. And they were just. And the biggest thing with that team is that they didn't care if about a hit 34 points. About a hit 40 if we can win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They were so, you know, look. It is what it is. Look, we stay together and let nobody come inside our circle. Hey, battle the star, you be the star. But, hey, we we got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got you. And, and that was so big with that score. They yeah. didn't care who got the accolades or who who was, who was who overshadowed everybody else. Yeah. You know, in their circle, all of those, all of those guys were together, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and just to know that that was just such a special anyway. And then seeing battle be able to not only do it on the football field, and, and, again, a lot of people, you know, even like this past year, it really hurt us in a lot of ways because of the pandemic. But 
a lot of people don't realize is, you know, we don't have 12 or 14 guys that are just sitting at home waiting for, for practice to start. <laughs> I mean, we roll into it. So it takes us a while to get going. And, and there's good years and bad years, but that's always – that's the one of the fruits of football that – Kind of hurts us a little that's bit right. sometimes, and and that's the challenge that everybody understand. And Coach Belcher has to deal with every year. Yeah, every year he has to he has a challenge of starting up late and getting his guys prepared and ready to play within a week yeah. or two. You know what I mean? So by the time his guys get to clicking, shoot, it's probably February. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody else been practicing ever since what November, early part of November. And basketball definitely has gotten a lot more competitive because of, like you said, the travel ball stuff has, yeah. has gotten mm-hmm. bigger now. So a lot of these teams now, man, they look like you know small college teams yeah. out there, more or less. I tell you what, though, before you end, I I actually think you know when the year that Kelly Bryant, everybody understand it. Kelly Bryant, Chris Tate, and Matthew Phillips left in their junior year. Yeah, that is the year I thought we would won a state championship in basketball. Yeah. Everybody was talking about football, and I said, man, we ain't gonna mess up being in football. I was talking, I was basketball. thinking about basketball then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the year I think we would have won our first state championship. But I, I just remember being there and, and being down at the at the arena in Columbia and sitting there. And I remember I did the game for WC Tail and couldn't couldn't even sit down on the court. I had to sit up there about in the VIP box section. I felt like, but I just remember all the emotions I felt as a fan uh, of coming and standing on that brick wall over there watching all these games. Um, my dad said, "Hey, Dad, I want to go watch basketball." You really? Yeah, I want to go, and he he take me. Whether it be the Wahala <laughs> or as far down as, as 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 Batesburg or wherever, and for me, man, it was so emotional because yeah. that was special. Yeah. That was a special that, moment. That, that's by far my my. I will forever be grateful for the opportunity that Coach Coach Belcher gave me to be a part of that yeah. staff. You know, football. And he deserves a lot normal. of credit too. That, yeah. That's normal. But for us to achieve that, and for Coach Belcher to be a part of that team. By far, that is my most memorable and my most loved yeah. championship, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, next to, I, you know, I think out of the state championships that I've been a part of or witnessed, I cried when I coached in 2011 for softball. Softball, yeah. But I cried at that basketball oh, yeah. arena that yeah. day. That was emotional for me. Man. A lot of re- different And I still, I get, <laughs> I get swelled up thinking about it now. And, and that's the thing is I, I'm jubilant for football mm-hmm. and I, I celebrate it and I – and it's become such a brand, but I just knew those kids, man. I knew yeah. the sacrifice that they have to make because their season's never going to be like everybody else's. That's right. They're, the road to yeah. get to there. And who's to say, I mean, is obviously the opportunity is always going to be there to get back there. But I just, man, I just remember oh, yeah. that season as special. So, you, you were you at the Chiral game when we played here? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It just it was just <laughs> crazy, man. Yeah. It was just crazy. And so, those moments, that little old – Little old tight, hot gym, man. Just some some magical moments that I've been able to. Wouldn't rather play no other place. <laughs> I remember how loud it got in the mid '80s watching Richard Owens slam basketball and thinking how special that was, you know. So that was my that was my basketball connection going all the way back then, and the teams that my brother was was a part of, and, and those guys, and man. Yeah, you went way back. I used to I used to love going to you know 
back then we couldn't we played McCormick all the time. Yeah. With Michael Aiken, Russell Coy, and all those guys. Yeah. We had to go to the Lander somewhere to play the games. That's what I used to love, man. Yeah. Had those uh Emmett Emmett Hill and all those yeah. sports down in McCormick. You know, that that was the games that I loved to watch. Well it's been fun talking with you, brother. <laughs> talking about these great memories. So excited to see what happens this year on the football field, man. And so I thank you as a friend for taking this time and sharing, but I, I'm proud of you, man, and uh, proud of what you're doing. Hey, I appreciate it. Enjoyed every bit of it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. This has been Coach Ellis B.B. Belton, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this interview. hope you guys can pass this along and share. I know a lot of former players love to, to hear Coach B.B. and uh, definitely uh, praying and excited for him as he continues to help give back to these young people here in Abbeville. hope everybody has a good, good rest of the week, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless.